Chapter forty nine of Carpenter's Geographical Reader Africa by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. German Southwest Africa. We have now completed our exploration of the African continent with the exception of two unimportant colonies in the southwestern part, at the ports of which we shall call on our way home. The first is German Southwest Africa which lies west of cape colony and rhodesia extending from them to the atlantic ocean and the other is angola or portuguese west africa which is immediately north of this german possession reaching to the congo independent state the territories of both colonies are large and the climate in most parts is so unhealthful that neither has been thoroughly explored we go by steamer from cape town to angra piquina bay in the southern part of german southwest africa and thence sail northward to walfish bay where the english own a landing-place and on a few miles farther to swap Kopland, the chief german port of the colony our journey along the coast gives us some idea of the country a great part of it is desert it has no rivers worth mentioning except those of its boundaries the orange on the south and the kunena and zambezi on the north the other streams flow only during the wet season and then but for a short time when the torrential rains fill their beds so that they overflow the banks and cover the land for miles about like a sea a short time after the storm has passed the flood disappears and the river beds are dry again along the coast the land is almost altogether desert the chief plants being dry acacia bushes and starved heather which are to be seen here and there in the hot sand back of this coastal strip there is a mountain range separating the high plateaus of the interior from the sea the mountains are also bleak and bare and this is so of the southern portion of the colony it is only in the northern and western parts of the plateau that there is enough water to support much animal life in those regions there are wide grassy plains upon which feed antelopes zebras and herds of cattle there are also thin groves where leopards jackals and lions live with an occasional herd of buffaloes or elephants the northern part has most of the natives it is called damara land and its people are sometimes called damaras they are chiefly bantus with brown skins and black hair and are not unlike the kaffirs in appearance many tribes have large herds of cattle and sheep the southern part of the colony is known as nama land and is inhabited chiefly by tribes of namas a species of hottentots the namas are as ugly as any people we have yet seen they are short in stature gaunt and angular they have yellowish brown skins high cheekbones and pointed chins their noses are flat their lips thick and protruding and their ears large and almost without lobes their language sounds to us like the cackling of geese it consists of a succession of clicks these people are clad in sheepskins they wear the wool outside in the summer and turned inward in the winter some also have aprons to which glass beads are attached and which reach to the knees they smear their bodies with rancid grease the namas are divided into many small independent tribes each ruled by its chief they live in villages of beehive-shaped huts sometimes a village has ten huts and sometimes more than a hundred the huts are so low that a grown man 
cannot stand upright in them each is formed by a framework of branches tied together in the shape of an inverted bowl with matting stretched over it there is a little door at one side through which the people crawl in sometimes as many as twelve live in one hut keeping everything dirty in the extreme the huts are usually built close to one another in a circle with their doors at the back the space within the ring of huts is used for the cattle at night one would not suppose that the germans could make much of such a country and people and so far they have not been able to do so in total area german southwest africa is about eight times as great as ohio its native population is small and it has but few whites there are several thousand germans and some english and boers who have settled in the colony to raise cattle to trade or to prospect for mines but there are no towns of any importance and the country is far different from cape colony which we have just left a little railroad has been built across the british possession from walfish bay into the interior and the germans have a railroad to windhoek the capital which lies two hundred and thirty five miles from swapkomen where we now are they have a small military force there and have established several government schools there are also some mission schools but altogether the colony is backward it has no trade to speak of and is of little importance to the commerce of the world end of chapter forty nine